Greetings, and welcome to the very first episode of Screen 17 podcast for 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Hogg, joined as ever by Rob Mullen. Hello. And the man of steel books, Edward Bolton. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm keeping that one. I think that's going to be your permanent nickname now. Yeah, that's a good shape. Better than uh, Riker's beard or whatever you're just after naming your name. (laughs) They used to give such good uh, generic names on this and... What was the one thought, you logged in with? 9CCB? Guess 9CCB, yeah. Yeah, how original, how original. Anyways, every other week we come to you with our thoughts and takes on the entertainment we've consumed from screens big and small. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing, following, or whatever your preferred podcast service suggests. You can find and follow us on Facebook as Screen17, manned by Eddie and Rob. There's probably a couple of cobwebs and uh, things on that old Facebook page. Needs blowing off. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram at Screen17Podcast, where you can also contact us, ask questions, or simply suggest topics for future episodes. In this episode, <coughs> we all have COVID. <coughs> um, in this episode, <laughs> no, no, no. We're having have a catch-up about <laughs> we do all have COVID or we're close contacts in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we're going to be having a catch up about some of the films and TV shows we enjoyed over 2021. And if we have time, hopefully we'll be talking about some of the stuff we're looking forward to in 2022. But before all of that, how are you lads? It's been a while. Just a while. Yeah. Actually, when was the last recording? When was the last episode? Can I, anyone Google that while we're kind of catching up? <laughs> the summer. <laughs> I, I've, I've cut up with Eddie probably a lot more than I've cut up with you, Rob. Any, any yeah, strange lots of, lots of ideas. No, I actually saw some movies over Christmas, which was nice. I got to see new Spider-Man movies or old movies in the cinema, which was cool. In the cinema, Maybe. until What's they... the cinema, right? I was going to go see the yeah. Matrix, and then they fucking closed them at eight o'clock. So but it's also possible. You're all right. Oh god, it's terrible. Well, it's a solid six out of ten. <laughs> I haven't it's seen it, but I've just I've, I've known enough it. about it. I'm just like, I'll wait till this is on TV. I'm in no rush to see this movie. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, super quick review, right? So. Do you know the way The Force Awakens was basically like just a massive homage to uh, A New Hope? And South yeah. Park had the real like, you, you remember this? You remember Hearth? Remember Star Wars? That's exactly what The Matrix Resurrections is. It's like, just you remember all these scenes in The Matrix? Here they remember are. Remember when Neil older was the people, one? Filmed not quite as nicely and nothing really new. So it just doesn't tell anything new, in my opinion. I think it looks very yeah. pretty, but even the philosophy of it isn't really new. There's nothing all that interesting. Um, mm. Yeah, I won't give away anything. I liked how it looked, and that's about all I was expecting from it. But yeah, I'd say solid six out of ten. Well, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be similar enough for me. Through th- like a three out of five, or yeah, six out of ten. It's um. It's it's fine. Uh, I fell asleep twenty minute for twenty minutes in the middle. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, so I I will need to watch it again at some point. Um, I know some people yeah. who love it and thought it was great. Um, and I know some people who absolutely really? loathe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. In fairness, Ray, I like mean, I said, I'll probably I give it a shot. Where you land? <laughs> slow uh, and fast. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I am getting better. I am getting better with. It does have computer games in it, right? You never know. You'd like that bit. Yeah. Speaking about computer games, have you seen the Unreal Five demo for the Matrix? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's very, um, very positive. Um, 
But anyways, yeah, that's you, Rob. You went to the cinema once, was it? <laughs> hey, this was a big deal for me. Over the last hey. couple of months since I've seen and heard no, from no, you, no. you went to the cinema once. No, that... <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've saw... If anyone does know, we give Rob a very hard time for not joining us uh, for games. So he's <laughs> we say like, Rob, you coming on for games? He goes, no, I can't. <laughs> Uh, he was at your wedding, though. Yes, he was at my he wedding. Was. Look, that, that, that nice. look, all's forgiven. You're at, you're at my wedding. You had a great time, though. That was an amazing day. Yeah, it was. It was. And, yep. Yep. Anyway, what about you, Eddie? Any scandal? Uh, no, just nice to be doing this again. Uh, we obviously yeah, we yeah. left it for a long time in between our regular. I think was the Justice League was our last regular episode. And then we did one more afterwards, and I can't remember what we did at this point. Like we, I think we did a did Halloween. We, one, did we? No, we didn't. No, no. we did had lots of plans. It, it a, we did one in like July, I think. Mm. Wow, I think July was our last one. Okay. So, we promised that we'll be definitely a bit more frequent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a couple of ideas for how to go forward. Uh, it'll be more, probably more a monthly job going forward. I think just with schedules mm. and. Um, I think with life being back to sort of, well, not right now, but like it, it hopefully soon enough it'll be somewhat where it was a couple of months ago. Um, that we're going out a bit more and doing other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if life gets in the way, but we'll, we'll, we'll we will aim for once a month. I think. Yeah, we'll aim once a month, and look if we're able to do it more frequently, especially if a special event pops up of any kind of uh, interest, we'll cover it, of course. But anyways. Today's episode, we're talking about what we watched in 2021, first of all. Eddie, we have you down first on the old spreadsheet to go. What, what do you want to bring to the table? Yeah, I added in, because so, I know that we we have our little list that actually helps um, jog the memory of stuff that you, that you want to cover that maybe isn't being talked about by other people on the, on the podcast. So um, there's a couple of ones that um, I think... Ray might have seen one of these, but I don't know if um, film-wise, I don't know if Rob has seen any of them. So the first one's Pig, um, which mm. stars Nicolas Cage and is basically about his truffle pig being stolen because it's so valuable and it's so great. It's so great, and it's um, there's a, a number of chefs after it, but he's kind of living on his own in the wilderness, and every now and then. Um, Alex Wolf, who you would recognize from Hereditary, if you guys have seen that. Yeah. No. So the, the the main kid in the male kid in Hereditary is uh, yeah. Alex Wolf. Um, so he's in it as well, and um, he basically brings Nicolas Cage uh, into the city to try and find his pig, and it's really underrated or, or understated by. Uh, Nicolas Cage, his performance, he's he's brilliant in it. It's one of the best performances I've seen by him in it. He doesn't go full he, Nick Cage. How, on the level of 1 to 10 in Nicolas Cage-ness, what is he? He's a he 1. Nine? He's a 1. He's, he's a very one. Like, calm yeah. and... Yeah. All oh, right. Reserved Nicolas Cage. It's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite films of the year. I think it's... Really? Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it's in my top five, for sure. Um, uh, that's a list then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's, you, you wouldn't expect uh, going knowing little about it is is probably my best advice to you with it. Mm. Um, he's once you know that premise, you kind of 
you get going with it and it's a very easy watch. The other Nicolas Cage, I actually don't have a list, but just uh, the complete opposite of it, uh, where Nicolas Cage is 10 out of 10 and in the Nicolas Cage scale is um, Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is... Say that again? You kind of pr- broke up. It's a film called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Okay. And Nicolas Cage is gone to 11 in it. So he's because <laughs> uncaged. Yeah, so he's basically tasked with finding um, a colonel's daughter in in China. I can't. I, I don't know. It's it's like a post apocalyptic world in China, and he's mm. tasked with uh, getting this colonel's daughter back. And he is to do this. He is uh, and make sure he doesn't run off. He is strapped with explosives in a suit. So there's explosives in his arms, his legs, his chest, <laughs> and in on his balls. <laughs> Not the balls! Not how the much, balls! How much time does this movie take place in? Um, oh, two over. days? 48 hours? 72 hours? God, I always wondered, like, are these movies, right? Do, what, what does he do when he needs to go to the toilet or something? Or, like, yeah. 48 hours, I guess you could get away without a shower. It's still going to stink, but... I, I guess you just go to the toilet. Yeah, I guess, guess you, you hope you can get those explosives wet with sweat, huh? Just uh, get your pickle past the wires. Mm. There's um, shouldn't be a problem. Just for Nick Cage. to tell you how bonkers this, I won't spoil uh, anything. It's 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 sort of worth a watch with a few drinks on you. Uh, Fair enough. There's one scene in it where they give Nicolas Cage a car to get in to draw, like a bit like Mad Max, to go and get this girl. And he looks at the car, turns around, runs into a shed, grabs a little girl's bicycle and starts cycling off. (laughs) And someone just goes, he's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then then someone just like someone uh, chases him with the car and makes him get in. And he's like, okay, whatever, I'll get in the car. (laughs) <laughs> it's really weird it's a really yeah. weird film but it, again it's kind of like it's the complete opposite of Pig Pig is a brilliant film this mm. is dreadful and for most of it it's unwatchable but there are a few bits where I'll never forget watching them um, and one of them involves the suit but I won't spoil that on anyone okay cool cool um, so the other one then is the French Dispatch which mm. Ray and I would have seen together yeah it was great yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, <clears throat> it is the most Wes Anderson film, and that can turn some people off. Uh, for me, it's comfort food. I love it. It makes me feel um, makes me feel warm when I see his films because it's just so familiar, and I always get a laugh out of it. And I always, I'm always mm. engaged. Um, so I think we've, we've talked about it before. Like I was doing a, a rerun of all the Wes Anderson films up to the up to the film coming out. In November, um, and yeah, it, it'd be a, it'd be a solid mid Wes Anderson film for me in the list. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely ahead of something like Moonrise Kingdom and uh, and even Bottle Rocket. I was going to ask what what tops at that scale then? Uh, it, the well, Grand Budapest is number one, and uh, yeah. Darjeeling yeah. Limited would be number two. I think I've heard a lot of people who don't like Darjeeling, but yeah. I adore it. I think, yeah, it's five stars for me. I've only ever seen it maybe twice, but I really liked it too. I think this was different because it's kind of short stories uh, with a kind of a, an overarching narrative. 
and I felt that worked because it's a lot. Most of it's in black and white as well, which was interesting. But I th- I thought it kept you engaged because it's kind of short stories. Whereas I think if they just focused on one of them and stretched it out, it might have it might have dragged a little bit. How what do you think of it, Ray? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I find it hard to kind of remember most of the movie, but I do remember um, just liking the pacing. I like the kind of the different stories, like the different narratives having their own almost kind of direction. Like, even though there were quintessentially his movies, like it almost felt like there was a slightly different version of him directing each one of the short stories. Mm. That's why I kind of liked it. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be a big watcher of his movies to compare it against. Like, I've seen, seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't seen much of his other ones. So I don't really have a big, massive repertoire to compare it to. Yeah. yeah no, I, I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. It's definitely one of those films, I think, to It's very slow and do you know part of it is it's i find his films very quotable mm. and most of this is narration so um it's more of a sit back relax with a you know a cup of tea or a glass of wine or something what uh, was the scene there was one scene in particular i properly belly laughed was the part where the car crashes into the building there's an animation scene in it yeah, and they, yeah, there's a big fight or something, and he just runs out and gets back in the car again and drives off. The guy jumps, the, the cartoon, got, like, kind of hulking man jumps on the bonnet of the car, like Father Ted, yeah. the guy. <laughs> and uh, they crash the car, and the guy goes flying into a shed or through a shed, and then another little foot chase happens, and they, after about a minute, they get back in the car, and as they start the car up again, the guy immediately runs back out from the shed and straight back onto the bonnet of the car. Yeah, so the exact same position again. <laughs> it's so funny. I properly laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other one, because maybe we'll separate these into TV so someone else can have a go in a second. Yeah. The only other film I want to talk about that um, other guys aren't going to talk about is a film called The Night House, which um, is a horror film that I knew nothing about going into it. Um it stars uh, Rebecca Hall, who I'm not a massive fan as uh, of an actor, a fan of as an actor, um, but she is great in this. It's done by um, David Bruckner, who did the the, 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 the ritual, uh, which is a I think a very atmospheric, eerie horror film, uh, and I loved it when it came out. So I when I saw it was him, I was like, okay, I'm gonna not watch a trailer for this. I'm just gonna go in like I did with the ritual and just watch. And um, I, I described this before where I like being scared in films. I think it's there's something very fun about um, mm. accessing that part. But the, I was on my own in the cinema watching it. And uh, I, there was a point where I went, Oh, I'm on the edge of not enjoying this anymore. <laughs> it's so because there was one bit where I knew it was going to happen, and I was like, oh, I don't want to see what's going to happen here now. So, and it happened, and I was still I was scared out of my wits. Um, so yeah, it's nothing not, uh, beats a good horror, and it's on uh, it's on Disney Plus. So um, really, yeah, it's on Star. Nice. Um, it's it's. It's it does something new, I think, um, story wise with horror, and it's it's really creepy. And yeah, I, I'd really recommend watching this. May, maybe if you want to wait till uh, October to see it, but um, again, this, this I think this time of year is always good for horror films because some do generally come out in January and February, and then studios kind of wait until October to do it again. Yeah, but uh, no, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Was, again, it's probably in my top five of the year. Hmm. 
Brilliant. Cool. Um, well, sticking on movies or staying on movies, should I say, Rob, do you want to give us a, a, a gander of what you enjoyed last year? Uh, <clears throat> I was going to skip mine because mine is just a doubling of yours. Um, ah, sure. Look, you might as well mention it. I, I've got a few on mine. Well, <laughs> otherwise, my list is a bit sparse, right? I... <laughs> you, you can chime in on mine. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Sidebar. I managed to catch up with movies that weren't released in 2021 in 2021 fair enough i'm so happy with myself and then i missed all the new things um but i did catch dune and i caught it in the cinema as well which nice super happy with because it's fucking gorgeous um it's just an absolute beautiful movie i totally agree it's such a fully realized universe Mm. and i think that was the same thing with blade runner it's one of those places and arrival i guess all of the new phil newer's movies they just look like a place where you could just walk into them and you know turn the camera around 360 everything's there yeah you know, the whole universe is there it doesn't feel like a set um it's just absolutely beautiful really good cast as well um mm. sh- the main criticism i have for it is that it's not really a complete story you know hard for it to be when it's divided into well at least two parts we'll see yeah maybe they'll end up doing three but oh, i'd say they'll do three you know hollywood <laughs> to get that trilogy yeah well, he um, wants to do a third for. I know very little about the source material, but there's apparently there's like an addendum or or something along those lines that he wants to do a third film if this really? next one's successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't need to go too much into the whole mythos of it because it's a massive mm. uh, science fiction book. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you'd kind of think is unfilmable. Like if you think about something that is skipped entirely because of the bad reviews, which is Foundation, mm. and it's like that was. They really just use the books as an inspiration. But the books are essentially unfilmable, right? No one would want to watch them because they jump all over the place. Uh, Dune is a bit more coherent, obviously, because it has proper characters that you follow through in story arcs and things. Um, Yeah, just, my God. Definitely a lot of it would have been the fact that I got to go to the cinema for the first time in ages and see something that was beautiful. We saw that as well, Uh, Eddie. Did we see it in IMAX? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Like, yeah. it was such a treat. I think that was one of the f- first movies I got to re like to see again in the movie uh, cinema. I don't know. Um, I don't remember what the first one was. Hmm. Was it Black Widow? Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't great. No. No, <laughs> <What? laughs> Why not then I way? completely missed Eternals. I had no interest in seeing Eternals. Oh, well, we, we we can talk about that in a minute. Actually, I think we should do like our worst of the year. Very yeah, quick maybe. worst of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you're finished that, Rob, I'll I'll jump onto my own. I don't want to dilly dally too long because, yep. especially if you want to get our 2022 most anticipated. Although that may be next episode, we don't know. We'll see how we get on. Um, I'll skip Dune, which was on my list, but um. One of the ones I wanted to start off with was Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, this is a movie Eddie was kind of mocking me a bit in like friend group chats about my expectations about what was going to be in this movie. You could put Raptors, you could put DeLoreans in this movie, and it still wasn't meeting my expectation. But this movie did, and it actually exceeded a little bit. <laughs> um, my main, main uh, kind of thoughts on this, it was a nice way to end Tom Holland's uh what i'm going to call the first trilogy because there's no way he's not getting a second trilogy it's just happening they'll they're just going to write him a blank check and say how much to come back um 
I like the fact that it was basically the darkest Superman or sorry, <laughs> darkest Spider-Man. <laughs> I was reading the Superman story before this darkest Spider-Man movie we've had to date easily. Um, especially with the, I'm not, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but there's a, a, a grief moment in it that, that really kind of is much darker than it's been done in previous movies. Um, and just, the, the like some of the tones and it just feel a lot darker like you can definitely see tom holland's characters of peter parker's definitely matured and ready to kind of come into his own um again i'm not gonna uh, focus on any kind of spoiler bits but uh highlights of it was a great return by alfred molino as doc ock and william defoe as uh, green goblin i think uh william defoe actually stole the, the, the complete scenes like it's anything just me maybe i have to go back and watch spider-man one and two did William Defoe age at all? No, oh, he doesn't that's age. The, yeah, he's de-aged it. No, he's actually I know made to look older in the movie because he doesn't actually look old enough. <laughs> it looks um <laughs> he was really obvious slightly. Yeah, it looks really yeah. obvious with Alfred Molina. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Alfred Molina's hair you really know so his it. Face his hair and eyebrows painted on. way too dark or something. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, he was great. I just thought he was just if any uh do you know how they do some filmmakers do like a movie to kind of um uh show that they could do another movie um i can't remember the term what's it called like a showreel or something um oh, it's like when abrams did something and then it basically was his like like when he did his, star trek to get star yeah, wars yeah, exactly like his star trek movies was to petition look look what i could do with star wars if you let me i can't remember yeah. anyways look if there was ever an example to see william defoe as a possible Joker candidate, it was this movie. Like there was a great scene in the movie where Spider-Man's thumping him and he's just taking it and he just turns back and he's just smiling as he's punching him. I was like, that is creepy. Yeah. Like he really creepy. I don't want to give away any spoilers. I really love where they took it with the villains. Mm. Um, and it just allowed Willem Dafoe to be more than just a smiley evil villain. Yes. Yes. It, I very much agree. It gave it so much more dimension. Yeah. Um, the only other parts I have on this is that uh, Electro and Sandman's <clears throat> return was not as good. Um, <laughs> it felt a bit oh, pointless. I, I disagree on Electro. I don't know. It just, <clears throat> there was plot holes with it. And then also it was just like. Hold on. What are the plot holes? Are you talking about his hair? No. Okay. The fact that the villains were brought into that universe because they knew Peter Parker's identity. Electro never knew Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Well, that was my... <laughs> his hair. His, his I would hair. That, but that's the sort of thing you do. He's not blue. <laughs> he would a comb over in the last one, and this time he had a full well, head of hair. Uh, he doesn't make actually, any you'll find that in, in chapter seven. Of Ninja. Anyways. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm looking forward to uh, the, new, the, the next phase of uh, the the Spider-Man. One, the one thing the I would say about it is, hmm? is that I kind of thought... Now, maybe this would have muddied up the waters. You guys can... Tell me or not? What you are you are you going at spoiler territory here? No, no. Do no, we need no. to ring out the klaxon? No, no. You, for well, all time's sake, you can edit it in if you want. But I just thought they might have brought in a new villain. To yeah, the point that, that maybe there's nice. maybe there's a different universe that you don't know about yet. Yeah, you know, it might have been too much because then they have to introduce them. But mm. at the same time, you've already attached minimum like three to six other films you have to have seen mm. before <clears throat> watching this one just to get who all the people are i think you can um, get away with not seeing those haven't watched it i think yeah and th- it's for that reason that i think, I think most people know completely new like kid, even like, yeah sorry i'm sorry i was about to do spoilers but i think you could introduce a new villain 
even if it didn't hint at a new universe you mm. could just had it there um i don't know yeah i mean i look i i agree i i i wasn't really too keen on sandman and electro being in the movie but they were fine um the <laughs> sorry eddie <laughs> like, uh, electro I, I, I don't know what you were expecting from electro he was really good in it he was like the second best villain probably he was pretty good yeah i mean it was fine like lizard and Zaman, i agree were kind of nothing but he was um he was the one kind of driving the the evilness forwards uh along with willem dafoe i felt yeah like i suppose the whole thing with lizard and salmon is the fact that um there were just voice uh jobs for the two actors but also the real life footage um they're spoilers there is footage of them in human form in the movie and it's just repurposed footage from previous movies um so look that that's what it is anyways i'm not going to spend too long on spider-man it was good looking forward to what comes next um obviously look 2021 Zack snyder's justice league came out yep that was in 2021 it seems like a lot longer ago um we already touched on that in a previous episode i guess my main takeaway from what like an hour and a half podcast on it (laughs) (laughs) we heavily petted it in a previous episode um but I guess we were all kind of in agreement. We never thought we'd see this. And look, it was an amazing and, you know, what, what an anomaly of a movie. Yeah, I, I only wish it was shorter so that I could watch it more often. Yeah, very much agree. Um, the last two then is um, the one that I watched only in the last week or two, which was Don't Look Up on Netflix. Absolutely fantastic. A film from Adam McKay, who did Anchorman and the other guys. It's a hilarious movie, but by God, will it boil your blood? It's um, the, the the analogy of it is I, I I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was yourself, Eddie, that the writer was in Ireland when he wrote it, and it's it's basically an analogy for climate change, but framed around the concept of an impending comet strike, and just the way social media and the news and governments get involved. It's just. It, I don't think it would be exactly like that in real life, but it wouldn't be bloody far off. Yeah. Sorry to interject, but you're definitely right. Like if you think about any previous disaster movie, a modern day disaster movie is going to have to add that element, right? They're going to have to add that bit where nobody believes this is going to happen. Like if you filmed, uh, what was that fucking Bruce Willis movie with the camera? Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. You film Armageddon. Armageddon is here. You have to have a whole scene of some talking heads on the news talking about Twitter going, Oh, I don't believe in this comment. You know, I know you can see it with your bare eyes. I think it's just the sun. Yeah. Um, you know, it has to be all this other facts and bullshit yeah, I mean, going on. You could hold black and white evidence in front of people nowadays and they will tell you it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, <laughs> like, look, it's a fucking comet in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, it's mad. Anyways, look, it's a fantastic movie. Um, I'm very glad I watched it and I recommend it if you have not seen it. And my final one, because I do have still more, but I'm not going to talk all day, is Ghostbusters Afterlife, a.k.a. <clears throat> Ghostbusters 3. God, you're already, you can't even say the word and you're getting emotional. <laughs> yes, it's definitely not the the COVID. <clears throat> um, I thought this was a very, very lovely reboot. And something that I think the 2016 movie could have been if it just embraced the history of the franchise and had a passing of the torch rather than a slate wipe clean, uh, which I think was one of the major issues of that movie. Um, 
for those who haven't seen it, slight spoilers, you know, there's really nice sentimental parts in it. I think everyone can agree the ending is quite sentimental. Um, again, it had its flaws, but all around. Nope. Still haven't okay, seen. yeah, exactly. So I'm glad I didn't really kind of give away anything. But like the movie does have its flaws. Um, I mean, for, for just many things. I don't know why Finn Wolfhard is in the movie. He doesn't do anything. That's one of my major things. I'm just like, this character could not be in the movie and nothing would change. I bet his agent was just like, this guy, this Finn Wolfhard is so hot right now. Look, here's like, a picture of him in a ghostbuster. You have to get Finn Wolfhard in it. He was in it. <laughs> he he has in Stranger Things. Exactly. And he was he, wearing Ghostbusters. He was wearing Ghostbusters stuff in Stranger Things. You have to put him in. <laughs> Lovely guy. He seems like a really nice guy, but I honestly don't understand why he was in the movie. <clears throat> it, was, it felt very unnecessary. Um... But yeah, uh, like that. That's that's kind of my main hitters. There are definitely more movies that came out during the year that um, were were fantastic. But there were there were my main highlights. Um, did you want to circle around back, Eddie? Then talk about like some of the TV shows over the year that you saw. Yeah, I was just going to talk quickly um, about two that came up for me. Um, one was um, Ted Lasso, which I don't know if either of you guys watch. No, no, no. I've been meaning to do on your recommendation. Yeah, no, it's the second season. Um, took me a little bit of time to get into it. I thought some of the characters were a little bit more annoying and more cartoonish than they had been. But it's kind of about episode three. It really settled back into being um, an incredible show. And it, apparently there's two episodes that um, they asked them to add on to the series that they hadn't planned on doing. Uh, and they're seamless. So one of them is a Christmas episode, and it's a glorious Christmas episode as well. It's, it's mm-hmm. lovely and heartfelt. Um, but there's a lot of good punch episodes in, in this season where uh, it's it's tough to get as, as funny as it can be. It's uh, it's not afraid to go into um, the dark side of uh, human nature. So it's it's well worth to watch. Um, definitely one of the best shows from the last couple of years. Is all the award shows are are, are letting people know. Um and the other one was um I guess this could have been in the in movies but I mean I just think of it as a TV show the two hour long specials of South Park yes that happened in December <laughs> they that, are fantastic they're <laughs> unbelievable yeah especially the first one <laughs> where they're they, both pretty good they both have their 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 best bits yeah where the 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 kids are in the future and they're in their mid mid forties. And even even I've managed to catch some of this, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so wonderful. Cartman being Jewish is just a masterstroke. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and yeah, even just some of the 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 commentary as is South Park's want that um the idiots uh, that uh, are anti-vax are um are still going to be in force in thirty years time. And uh, how we how we move past this when uh, people are just take as fuck to uh, mm-hmm. to put it lightly, um, you know where where where's the fine line between uh, your freedom and um, being an absolute gobshite? Yeah. So it's it's something about like I know there there's uh, friends of ours and other people I know who aren't <clears throat> the biggest South Park fans. They still think it's that juvenile fart joke show that it was 20 something years ago but it is one of the better shows that has moved at the times and actually grown and gotten funnier 
Yeah. Like, is it, it's just something you can't say for shows like Family Guy or The Simpsons or like any of those shows. They've stagnated, maybe rely on pop culture a bit too much. But where South Park relies on pop culture, it's very quick to almost make it timeless. Like you could throw in the South Park episode from 15 years ago and it probably still resonates. On some level, yeah. I mean, part part of the problem with South Park maybe is that some of it dates a little bit because it's mm-hmm. so current. But I think there's always... Um, a more general team with the episodes anyway so they're still very watchable and still very funny yeah yeah absolutely um that, yeah that, that's that's up there with one of my better um or favorite highlights of 2021 as well robert what about you any um, nice tv shows you've been watching actually i've got one on my list that i'm gonna do as my whammy uh i don't know if you guys caught it it's dope sick no i haven't watched it yet on disney no um so it's really good kind of fictionalized documentary series about Purdue Pharma and OxyContin and the whole, uh, you know, prescription drug epidemic <clears throat> in the States mm. that went on for, God, nearly 20 years or something, um, where they developed this drug OxyContin and then just did a, like, vicious marketing and sales tactics to get it out there to doctors who basically taught to overprescribe it and they sold all sorts of lies that you know it wasn't addictive and it wasn't harmful and you know patients would be perfectly fine and it can't be abused and all these were massive lies and lots and lots of people died mm. um people who were using it perfectly uh, as directed you know with whatever other side effect medicines and things and it's just a great cast it has uh, michael keaton in you know I don't. I hesitate to say one of his best roles. He's just really good. He's such a solid actor these days, mm. especially yeah. since uh, maybe Birdman and before. Um, I guess there's also a nice honorable thing with Michael Keaton is he just looks like a normal person. He doesn't have that plasticky face. Yeah. Um, what was I watching? You've seen My Cousin Vinny? Oh, God, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah years well, ago. It's a really good movie, but watch it now on Disney Plus in whatever, 4K HD, and you'll literally see the lines on his ears from where they taped back his skin to make him look younger so he didn't look so old being uh, put next to um, the rest of the cast because he's in his like mid-40s or something. Hmm. And he's supposed to be in his whatever, early 30s maybe, and he just it looks so jarringly odd. Whereas, obviously, Michael Keaton is just an older man and he's playing a doctor in it. Um, not a specific person. He's just sort of a generalized character who they tell a story through. And there's a lot of that in it. Mm. Um, but my God, it fucking boils your blood. It, probably in the same way, don't uh, look up those, right? Yeah. But this is obviously a real case um, rather than a more generalized one with, you know, an analogy to climate change. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I've heard good things about it, and yeah. uh, I know Trish has wanted to watch it many times. So I'd well recommend maybe next few yeah. weeks. Maybe it's the first show in forever that myself, and my wife, were actually watching week to week because it only came out like once a week on Wednesday night or something here. Nice. Um, God, it's really, really good. It's so well acted. There's just bits in it where you're like this character is just gonna, it's just here to kick us in the teeth. You fuckers, <laughs> stop doing this to me. Um, it's really, really good. I don't want to mm. keep saying that because yeah. <laughs> no, it's really bad in terms of description. But I don't want really, to give anything really away. Bad. Um, hey, stop taking my descriptions. That is yeah. very, very unwelcoming. 
But it's one of those documentaries where you won't be looking away at your phone because you're bored. You'll be looking away at your phone to see the actual news to see, did they get these bastards? Yeah, <laughs> what did yeah, they do? Yeah. What really happened in the trial? Kind of like in a documentary um, kind of way. Yeah, exactly. You'll be following up to see what the real story was. And it's just great, you know. And to also know that, okay, you know, the Sacklers got away probably with still billions, but their entire company was fucked. Yep. Hmm. You know, hopefully they're still prosecuted criminally in the future, but we'll see. Um, yeah, do you want to go? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I hadn't really focused too much on uh, TV shows, but I did watch a couple of things. Um just stuff that I'd been watching previous before, just new seasons. The uh, new season of Camp Cretaceous for any Jurassic Park fans out there. Uh, quite good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, this season jumps the shark a wee bit. <laughs> uh, the Megalodon? It, no, 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 no. It doesn't jump the Megalodon, but it, it introduces robots. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm all for suspending disbelief. Like, I, I was fine with dinosaurs, reanimated dinosaurs, but I don't know. There's something about robots in the Jurassic Park universe that seems unreal. <laughs> They're just building to the inevitable Robocop versus Tyrannosaurus Rex movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or or Mecha Mecha Rex or something. <laughs> um like that that was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um uh I have obviously watched a uh you have it on your list, Rob, but I watched uh, Squid Games. We can talk about that for a bit. Um which you you've nicely kind of summed up. It's a modern take on the Battle Royale idea. Yeah. Uh, it's actually probably a lot closer to the original battle royale movies than than most of the kind of faux battle royale movies of like the western style like hunger games and that kind of ilk um it's good way fantastic to put it. have you seen it, eddie no i haven't no oh, it's really good it's really yeah, really and, good and uh, i don't want you to come away with the idea that like oh you know i won't bother watching it because has nothing to say or i'm being recommended you know when you get recommended things too much you yeah, know, yeah. Know fuck you <laughs> i'm not gonna watch that in between um, i've still never watched it <laughs> same I, I made you watch um, one episode and you actually liked it yeah 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 no it was good I'm, look, listen as rob was saying i'm sure it's very very good just watch it without the dubbing watch the subtitles yeah the subtitle oh. version is much better Sounds like such a, a film person thing to say, oh, I can't watch the, the, the dubs version. No, it's more that my folks did that with the girl dragon tattoo and it was that they were lazy. Mm. <laughs> I was like, but you're missing the performance. Yeah, that's yeah, oh. especially the delivery like of the Asian actors. Like you, yeah. you can hear like when they're giving out someone, it's like proper like venom in their voice. And like, you just don't oh, get that. I was really hoping you were going to do an impression there. <laughs> Turns out Ray knows fluent Korean. Oh, the only other thing on um... Japanese, isn't it? Hey, it is Japanese, yes, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. Korean. I don't know any Korean. I'm six episodes into the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia um, new season. Uh, so I'm two episodes into the <laughs> Irish episodes. Brilliant. And I was expecting to hate them, and I don't hate them, which is good. Calamini's in it, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. Mm. I won't spoil who he is, isn't it? Not fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, apart, apart from that, I can't really remember any other TV shows I was watching. I think I started Tiger King season two, and I kind of fell off a couple of episodes. There's a lot of TV shows I started this year and just didn't bother finishing. I was kind of expecting either one of you to say some of the Marvel shows, all of which I didn't watch. Yeah, they were fine. Um, some of them were better than others. I mean. Uh, I, I liked Loki. I know you didn't like Loki, Eddie. 
Um, uh, what? No, I really like Loki. Oh, was I, which one were we disagreeing on? Um, I didn't like WandaVision. Yeah, I, I actually liked I liked WandaVision when it became less of a uh, satire thing where they were doing the different decade of of TV show in every episode. I kind of liked it more when it got into when it more of a real TV Marvel. show. Yeah. <laughs> Gener- yeah, give me generic. I don't want this original creativity. Give me my generic Marvel. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was the year. Um, I was going to say, actually, we can add this bit out or we can leave it in, depending on what you want to do, right? Um, we might do like our least favorite um, of the year and then do our most anticipated as a, the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's probably a better shout. Like, I don't think we're going to get um, both into this episode, but we can do the other one in a, in a week or two. Yeah, so um, my... I was already kind of going this direction with Marvel anyway, um, over since Endgame, uh, even since a little bit before that, um, where I just, I got to the point where I no longer care about the overarching thematics, teams going forward with Marvel and what they're... Their big plan is for this new phase, etc. I just don't care anymore. I'm, I've checked out. Um, I will probably watch most things that come out because it's I find them entertaining enough to watch. But mm. um, I think my days of seeing every film in the cinema is gone. Uh, you said it ended with uh, Eternals. Or the Eternals. I can't even get the name right. <laughs> it's so throwaway. I just have no interest in that movie whatsoever. Yeah, I've never I, seen a movie on a grander scale that looks so boring. The 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 post John Carter credits, maybe the post credit John Carter John Carter was super fucking boring looking. I actually enjoyed that movie. Yeah, How have we gone to John Carter? Yeah. <laughs> John Carter, man on Mars. Um, come on, Eddie. Um, I I've lost my track. Yeah, so uh, the 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 post credit scene in which I think I've described. Did I describe to you, Ray? In Eternals? Yeah. Oh, no, but I know what it is. Like I, I just... It is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It, is it a shitty Galactus? No. I, it's worse than that. It's utter drivel. It's so... You know the scene in Infinity War with um, Peter Dinklage... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I need to have a. It's ten times worse than that. <laughs> Eddie hates that scene. I love it when that scene comes on because Eddie's just like, <sighs> it's so bad. Well, the one, is ten times we, worse. We can edit that. Yes, I want to hear. I want to hear how what being destroyed are. means. You want to know what the post credits is? Go on. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, we'll just do the spoiler klaxon. Okay, so, so folks who have not seen it, welcome to the first klaxon twenty twenty two. So I was I heard something about the post credit scene in this. And listen, Eternals, it was fine. It's about two and a half star film. It's very watchable. It's boring. Um Barry Keown is very good in it. There are bits in it I like. I like the inclusivity of um different nationalities and cultures. You know, Barry Keown has an Irish accent in it, which um was great, and everyone has their own accent in these in the film. So all that's a positive. It's just not a very good film. It's just, it's fine. Then the post credit scene happens. And it's Angelina Jolie, Barry Keown, and the there's, um, there's a deaf character who I cannot remember the character's name or the actor's name. I, I'd never, I don't know if I've seen her before in anything. Hmm. But basically they're on the ship going back um, looking for 
whatever. And um, you hear something beam onto the ship. And this cartoon character comes out. And when I say cartoon character, I mean it. It's... Is it like um, Miss Minutes in Loki? Like that no, kind of no, no, no. So it, it's just atrocious CGI. Okay. That they've turned into, like, it's like a, a troll kind of thing walking up and it's voiced by Patton Oswalt, who's basically going, Hey, here we are. Yeah, with a trumpet. And he goes, introducing the great and almighty. And then he says, whatever the name is, I can't remember what the name is. Eros. Okay. And then out of the shadow, and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is after happening here? And I went, okay, well, they're revealing someone. So please God, this somehow erases what's after happening. And out of the shadows in a superhero suit, comes Thanos' brother, Harry Styles. And thus ended (laughs) the last lingering of my heterosexuality for for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was utter drivel. I have a really, like, weird love hating for marvel post credit things now like where first they were introduced because they set up like it was always a bit of a start the rumor mill going about what could possibly be happening next now there's just full-blown expectations and i think they're really scraping the barrel and just kind of putting them in because people expect them i don't think i've stayed for an end credits in about six years i think the last great end credit sequence was the chris evans one talking about patience no Remember when just everyone thought he was going to show <laughs> Spider-Man and he just goes, um, it just like everyone waits till the very end and it's Chris Evans walk, rocks up and he's sitting on the chair goes, so you're here to learn about patience. You might expect something. It doesn't happen. And that's when you have to learn patience. Yeah, that is good, but I, I still didn't stay for it. Yeah. <laughs> just don't care. Uh, at the end of uh, Far From Home, I just walked the fuck out. <laughs> um, not the... Um, saying I'm better than anybody else. I just don't have the patience no, anymore. When you've seen a bunch of them. Home one. Oh, exactly. it's the fucking Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, yeah. I just watched it anyway. That, yeah, that was terrible. Like, I really, really don't understand. Like, it wasn't a teaser. It wasn't a trailer. It was like a showreel. It just has exactly what you're saying, Ray. It's that there's nothing good about them anymore. There's no, as, there's no reveal. There's no progression to the story. And also, you shouldn't be fucking progressing the story in a post-credit scene, for fuck's sake. Tell your story in a movie. You've got, you've, three and a half hours long or whatever the fuck it is they have these mm. days in basic ass Marvel movies um, and the TV shows now as well a decent bit of story but it's funny during Eternals um, I was literally sitting in the cinema going I think I think we're out of actors for this <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think we might be done with having great actors in these roles now we've, we've Eddie you're saying out. that they shouldn't get back Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider uh, and then it's a bit like um, Harry Styles walks out and uh, confirmed right. what I was thinking half an hour before. It's like, like a, it's, it's as jarring as that scene with Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones, which just like I just I can't take this TV show. Yeah, but Ed Sheeran's anymore. not going to be that character in else. Yeah, true that. Well, we don't know. I mean, like, did will he reckon, be? Is this just like a really desperate bid for Marvel to like? 
transition to the next generation of movie watchers. Yeah. Like we're the guys who started out watching Marvel and that was like 13, well, 14 fucking years ago now. Um, so now they need to transition to people who listen to Harry Styles back when he was in a pop band. Those people are now probably what, mid twenties, early twenties or something. Um, mm. So now they have to be like, oh, that's the audience we need. You know, they all went to see uh, Dunkirk. So they must really love this kind of shit. Yeah. What was uh, what were your guys' least favorite thing or show or film you saw? <laughs> I was, I was made. Yeah, I was, you, well, I don't say I was made watch, but me and Trish both agreed to watch a movie over Christmas. I like dipping my toe into new Christmas movies. Just you know, no. you never know. You mind finding like <laughs> new bad. classic. And um, we made the incredible mistake of watching Father Christmas is back, or Father Christmas comes home. I can't remember. It's one of these two, and it stars Kelsey Grammer. Uh, or grammar, however you pronounce it, grammar and John grammar and grammar. John Cleese. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so sounds sorry. It's a start. Oh God! Stars John Cleese <laughs> and Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of other actors and actresses I've never heard of before in my life. Elizabeth Early. Oh yeah, she's in it. Yeah. Um, completely forgot about that. It, but it's like it's it's like a Hallmark movie. It's like a slapstick comedy. It's a drama. And then it's it's like an action movie at the same time. It's it's one of the worst things. I I swear to Are God, you trying have to sell it to me or not? No, so far I'm intrigued. Do not watch this. Like it, there's characters in it, and they're the most annoying characters you could ever think of in your life. Like the main characters is um, she's kind of like a how like I think she's like a, supposed to be like a Stepford wife esque character, and um, she's trying to have the perfect Christmas and have like the most ideal postcard hallmark christmas and she's got this tick that when anything goes wrong or doesn't go her way she just agrees to it and she goes mm, 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 mm. and it happens all through the movie and by the 20th time I'm, i was just like I, i'm going to throw something at the tv if she makes that tick again it's so annoying um but like it's 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 like got the 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 pacing and the the energy of jingle all the way, but like with the actual enjoyment of like paint drying. Do you reckon that like jingle all the way, maybe kids would like it or is it just terrible? Jingle all the way is not bad. Oh, come on. It's It's not the worst. Looking at it with rose tinted glasses as a kid, loved it. Would I watch it today? No. Well, no, sorry. I might. But you will because I'm basically becoming a kid again when I'm watching it. Yeah, I mean it's not as uh, it's not it's not as bad as Deck the Halls or anything like that. That's the one with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. I've seen that. Yeah, it's not good. Um, anything else I really hated? Uh, I don't know. I was a massive fan on Fear Street 1984. Um. I need you to rewatch it. To it. No, I did. I watched the first like all the way through, and I was just—I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the vibe at the time. But I—I I, I don't know something about it. There was way too many like homages to 1984 horror movies, and I was just like, I get it. I get the homage thing, but like, it almost felt like the homages were carrying the story more than just being a good story. But look, maybe I just need to rewatch it. I think the second one's my favorite of the three, isn't it? Wait, did you watch 1994 or 1984? 84. Well, 1994 is the first one. Oh, the 94 is the one I watched. It's the one that had the scream, like, homages and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the 90s sorry, that's one. one. Yeah. 
Night the nineties homages to nineties horror. Nineties yeah. horror, like I know what you did last summer and scream. So and if you were thinking that. that the references were eighties films, you probably would have been very confused. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> it was Christmas. <laughs> um, you'd like the eighty the eighties one, I think. The eighties one's actually proper scary. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um yeah, look, I'd I'd need to give it another another um shot. I think it'll probably big halloween this year before i give them a spin again uh what about you uh do you want to go eddie what was your least favorite i already talked mine oh did you oh sorry rob go on yeah my one's gonna be a little bit underwhelming right because i made a really concerted effort to not watch bad movies mm-hmm. now obviously i failed once or twice ish um so as i said at the start i tried to watch things that i missed out a few years ago finally got to see knives out fucking oh, awesome nice yeah it's a great movie um so, I was going to say The Matrix. That's the we 2019 film, by the way. Yeah. We ta- uh, so is the one I'm going to mention, right? Because <laughs> I'm going to say Black Widow. Um, just, Black Widow wasn't great. It, I just, I really like Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think she can be a really good actress. Proving it all the way back in um, fucking forget the name. Three. <laughs> yeah. three, yeah. Oh, geez. You know, <laughs> do you remember going to see that in cinema, by the way? Hold no, on, three, no. I can go. You did. You saw that. I saw that in the cinema with you. Come on, three. God. Yes. I yeah, we, did. we saw that. In the we did. Ah, Scarlet we Pretty. Did. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't have. Yep. <laughs> For Donald's birthday, was it? I can't remember. I'm half um, expecting Eddie to do the hands on the Unless, I'm, unless ah! I'm thinking of Home Alone 4, maybe. Just all the bits. I don't think Home Alone 4 got a cinema release. I don't know. We wouldn't well, have been back then, though. Well, fuck you. I consider us friends. <laughs> we definitely were. <laughs> we would have been acquaintances, all right. Um, anyway, she's a good actress. Yeah. Uh, and I just felt sorry for her that this is what she ended up with. That they basically twisted the end of the movie to be like, oh, forget about like Black Widow. Here's this other woman. And she's going to have her own movie series because Black Widow's dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said this to Eddie like after I watched it. It was, it was a fine movie, but it was five years too late. Yeah. Like yeah. this movie should have been made around, I don't know, maybe after Civil War. I think they should have made it back straight after Iron Man 2 because he had a great, just basic introduction to a character and then he could really <clears throat> like hammer home that punch. I suppose they were still like playing with the A list superheroes at that point, like yeah. Thor and Hulk and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I know what you mean. I think, like, I think definitely after the first Avengers movie, that that could have rolled out. Yeah, it is just as exactly as I say, way too late. Um, mm. It's a great cast as well. It's all these yeah. disappointing things. It's just, it's so typically bad Marvel in that there's a bad guy and he has really vague motivations, really stupid plans, and I just don't care about him. And a really stupid accent. Yeah. But fucking great actor. Oh, I'm Russian, anti, anti-Russian, that went I. Like, it's as you're saying, Ed. Like they're using all these great actors, and they're wasting them. They're just so yeah. bad. Like, if you just gave it a proper plot, maybe some real intrigue, but it's just, it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. best I can say. There's a hundred percent. There's way worse movies out there this year. Um. It's not their worst. It's probably not even my worst. There's definitely worse Marvel movies as well. Like Thor 2 is terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like Black Widow was not as bad as Thor 2. 
So I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my entry. Hmm. So have we well and truly scraped the barrel of the bad things we've watched over 2021? No, I don't got think we have. Nice little nuggets. We definitely have. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've managed yeah. to forget some of them. Yeah, it was way worse. Yeah, I've, I I think I did the same as you, Rob. I think the year was bad enough without watching movies I knew I wouldn't like. Yeah. So I think I also made a very kind of conscious effort to just watch either stuff that was very satisfying and that I knew I would watch or rewatch stuff that I knew I loved. Um, I just wasn't going out of my way to watch something that was a waste of time. Rather than ending on a bummer note, me just giving out about shit. Yeah, um, don't. Have come you, on. Have you ever watched uh, a guy on YouTube called Chris Duckman? Oh, he's so bad. Oh, I love that guy. Money man. Yeah, I, actually, Money man. Yeah, I, I love Chris Duckman. The Chris dude is ran Chris Duckman. Um, he started out basically just as a normal dude like us back. Or like he's around the same age as us. And we're um, normal dudes. Well, he's not a normal dude. Rob and I are. Wrecked in a <laughs> feature film. <laughs> I'm not doing um, that. But like, yeah, he basically was just like had a basic job back in like 2007 to oh, like, yes. like early YouTube days. I do know this guy. Yeah, I watched this and time. He's just been reviewing movies forever and he's really good at it. Obviously, he's gotten even better over the years, but even his early stuff was good. And I'm so happy from these days actually getting to make a movie. He's been working on loads of cool stuff. And I always try to follow some of the recommendations he gives for kind of obscure stuff. And I picked one up that I think maybe mentioned this year or last year called Speak okay. Um, by Kristen Stewart. And she would have been like 19, maybe earlier when she did this. Um, Really good movie. Just a basic, I'm not, oh, I don't know, I, can't, I don't know what I can say without giving something away. Mm. Um, She's a high school girl. She's a freshman. So it's first year of high school. And she's having a really tough time and basically decides that it's not really worth speaking because no one's listening to her. But there's a bloody good reason for it. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's really evocative as well. I know for myself as a parent, you're kind of watching it with two uh, sets of glasses on. You're like really resonating with the emotion of joining a new school and being like 13 or 14 years old and mm. thinking back to how fucking shitty it was. Even if you had friends around, it still sucks, right? You got all these poxy emotions caused by awful chemicals in your body. You can't control anything. Um and then just like watching it as an older person um, with a kid and thinking, God, this is awful. Like it's like a lesson in just listening to someone mm. and paying attention to people and really caring, you know, that like everyone has their trouble and sometimes that gets in the way of you being empathetic, you know, and you don't mean it. You don't mean to not listen to someone, but so much it just takes, of, don't talk at someone, just let them talk for once. Yeah, um, it's really, really good. Well, recommend it. Uh, I know, obviously, Twilight clips all those stupid movies might convince people that she isn't a good actress or actor. Oh, and I um, think Kirsten Stewart's a very good actress, like especially when she was in stuff like Panic Room. She's such a good actor, and this yeah. just shows it so early on the potential she had. And I think the problem maybe is that the directors of Twilight or whatever probably saw this film and was like, "Just do that again." Mm. But there's a reason she acts the way she does in this movie, and. It's so perfect for it. Maybe just at the time she was like just such a perfect fit for the part. Um, so that's my happy recommendation from the past. If you want a good movie to watch, that is in, um, like an hour and a half long. Loved her in Adventureland. That's when I first saw her, I think. Yes. Oh, no, Panic Room would have been the first thing I saw her in. But um, yeah, um, you, Rob, you just reminded me when uh, 
you're telling the story of seeing it through different eyes. Um, I don't know why this came into my head then, but do you remember myself and you went to Kira's like graduation night in uh, Selby? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, they were doing a talent show, and one girl got up to do a song. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the god bless her like she got 20 seconds into it hit a wrong chord or started singing the wrong the wrong verse and she stopped and then she sprinted off the stage crying oh my god poor well, girl awesome do you remember that you won the raffle but you'd thrown away your ticket <laughs> I won the last it was the last yep. prize and all it was was a teddy bear and I was like I'm not, well I'm definitely not winning this and I, so I crumpled up my raffle ticket and threw it to the side and then they called my number out and I refused to get up <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear anyway, that, little, little tangent at the end there <laughs> nothing to do with yeah a wee, a wee little bit a wee little bit um, yeah I, I, I don't really have anything else to top Rob's sentimental um finisher and ed's uh embarrassing story about some poor girl who missed her note <laughs> so we'll wrap it up there um i guess next time we're going to be talking about um what we're most looking forward to in 2022 um i know for me it's morbius and it's been delayed yet again it'll come out in 2024 don't worry Eddie is mad convinced this is not a real movie. It's not coming out. It's going to be that uh, New Mutants all over again. It's We've just seen the footage. For tax reasons. We've seen all the footage of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all you need. It's just a brief, brief synopsis. You know? <laughs> it's like 20 minutes of test. Man get bit by Batman. Accused of being killer. Man not killer. Man save people. <laughs> Batman, but not man bat. Joker Batman. <laughs> what world are we living in um but anyways yeah look we'll leave it up there that's all the time we have and we'll chat to you next time we're yeah we'll be talking about our 22 most anticipated media so i've been right i've been rob i'm still riker's beard and we'll chat to you guys next time good luck Bye. goodbye goodbye